Hello and welcome to Broken News, the reaction news podcast to, well, the announcement that Rangers now have a new manager, Philip Clement. Uh, pretty short staff tonight. Uh, it's just myself, producer Andrew, and Tom. So, first of all, Tom, how are you doing, mate? I'm not too bad, thank you. Not too bad. If I was to use a word, probably underwhelmed, but we'll cover that off later, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Chris obviously can't be with us because he's uh, drowning his sorrows after the dream has died. Uh, we won't be able to use the podcast title Kev In yet, which I'm personally upset about. I'm just got to go back to using Star Trek episodes instead. Um, but yeah, we, we have a new manager at least. Um as, as nice as it's been having Stephen Davis in charge, uh, I think having a manager and more than that, a recognised winning manager as well, Tom, that's got to be a good thing for us at least. I'd like to think so. I mean, yeah, I mean, we had to get somebody. We couldn't let, you know, as, as, you know Davis is a 50% win, win rate, but yeah, we, we couldn't continue <laughs> with, with, with that as it is. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we've got somebody in and he's got a week to, well, five days to work with the players before Hibs next week. Yeah, and that's something we were talking about off-air just before we uh, started recording. Um, I think underwhelmed, Tom, probably reflects a lot of the mood of the support at the moment um, because we know we are still in the position with the same squads. I think things will be different, you know, come January if we do um, start looking at some movement with the team there. But as it stands, unfortunately, we do still have to go with the the squad that we have so it's exciting i think in the sense of you'll you'll be able to see what a different manager can do with this squad of players there is typically a bounce in performance that you'll get um with with the change of manager as well um and clement's got a, a record that i think aside from the spell in monaco has been fairly successful pretty much everywhere he's gone admittedly that's all in Belgium. But nonetheless, he's um, he's still a proven winner of titles there across multiple clubs. Um, so, you know, I, it, for me, although I know that uh, some of our fellow potters were very excited about one particular option, um, I think the fact that we, we are going with someone who has got some improved experience can only be a positive thing. Yeah, I mean, everybody, I think, you know, any Rangers fan you, just, you speak to once, once Bill was sacked, said we needed experience. You know, Bill didn't have it, didn't work. So, yeah, let's go back to experience. We have experience. But, yeah, time will tell if, if, if it works or not. But, yeah, I, I do agree. We, we had to go down that route of getting somebody who, who'd been around the course a few times, albeit in a different country. But, yeah, um, we, yeah there, was, there was no Scottish option shall we say? <laughs> well, quite. Uh, you know, certain friends in the media, probably of Billy Davis and uh, <laughs> Derek McInnes were, were making plays there, but I think those were even quickly, even more quickly dismissed than the, uh, the Frank Lampard rumour was. So, um, yeah, I think it was safe to say that we weren't going for any of the more well-known options uh, around uh, around Scotland, let's say. Um, in terms of the way that the board have announced this, uh, they, they've obviously you know, alluded to his experience as a player and a coach, uh, and especially the uh, track record of winning league titles. Um, they also noted he does have an experience of British football after a stint with Coventry City. So 
I mean, he played 12 games for them, so I'm not sure how how much. Like that, that's when I say I'm an expert in working with servers on my CV. Like I've touched them once or twice, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I'm an expert or anything. You walk um, past the room, the room. Exactly. Yeah, I've yeah. seen them. I know what they look like. <laughs> so you know. To stick on the scene, isn't it? Yeah, that, um, yeah, cl- clutching at straws a little bit with that one, I think. Yeah, yeah, that, that's uh, that's probably reaching. Uh, we haven't had any confirmation of the uh, backroom staff. We know that the, that will be coming in in the coming days. Um, I, I believe, you know, Clement's own contract status is still, you know, to be decided after a your receipt of a work permit. Um, it's a three and a half year contract, again. Um, we did this for the last two managers as well, so uh, you know, and get ready to pay off some compensation. Um, look, I think regardless of, uh, you know, whoever you had in mind or who you thought personally was the best option, uh, this guy's now in the Rangers manager. I want him to be successful as possible. And there are some easy wins ahead on the horizon in terms of buying in fan support. We are in the semi-final for the League Cup. Uh, something, something that should be eminently winnable, given that our nearest rivals, as, as it stands, are no longer in that competition. We also have the uh, opportunity to secure European football after Christmas. You'd, you'd have to screw up, I think, substantially badly to um, to miss out on that. Um, and the league is nowhere near done either uh, at this point. It's too early in the season to say that the league is out of reach. It is still absolutely within Rangers' own grasp. We are not in a position yet where we have to rely on uh, the team the other side of the city dropping points. So there there are things to be won there for, for a manager. I think the League Cup is of massive importance. Uh, I, I think it was regardless, but the fact that, you know, we would have the ability to secure a trophy before the end of the year, uh, that that is a huge opportunity for a manager. Uh, anyone coming into a new job wants to be able to point to something and say, well, I've got this in my back pocket. For, for you know, a number of times we discussed Michael Beale and one of the biggest flaws um, and one of the biggest arguments against him was that he didn't really have any of those signature wins. He didn't have any of those moments that he could point to, bar a decent run of form uh, after he came in in the league once I think, in fairness, a lot of people thought the pressure was off. Apart from that, there, there was no real evidence or anything that you could point to to say, no, no, this is the reason why he's the guy. So that League Cup, certainly semi-final as well as the final, take on massive importance for me, Tom. Yeah, 100%. I mean, if if Rangers are waiting, you know, if it, I think it's nine weeks today is the final. If this time, you know, in nine weeks... Tav or whoever's the captain, which is you know another conversation for another day, has has waved a shiny thing at us that we've not had, you know we've not had for over ten years. Then the manager's getting you know it's a massive boost for him, especially because the majority the fans aren't totally on board with it. You know you start waving trophies, you know the the underwhelming arrival will rapidly be forgotten about, and then we can look at you know the Scottish Cup, you know staying in Europe after that, and you know and chasing down Celtic if we can. Yeah, um, it, it, there's still a long, long old league campaign to go yet. Um, it's only been how catastrophic it's been so far that, um, you know, it feels like it's been going on longer than it has. But I, in terms of how the managerial research went then, um, 
there, there's been confirmation of certain things that were rumoured previously. Uh, Bisgrove was obviously leading the process, uh, but the fact that Graham Soonis was also involved in this as well, um, they, they've obviously been taking over the interview process. I think it became quite clear later on that it was just between Clement and Moscow. I think if you listen to our most recent pods, um, myself and Chris will have discussed that. Um, it's the board's choice. I, I, as far as I understand it, it's pretty unanimous within the board in terms of the decision making. Um, and, and that's that's how it's got to be. You know, what once the decision's been made, everyone's going to get behind the manager because ultimately that's uh, going to be how we start winning stuff. Um, as far as I understand it, there is still an ongoing search for a director of football as well. Uh, that That's still live. So it will be interesting to see if that change does take place, because I think what we have seen with, um, you know, the, the previous transfer window over the summer that we can we can certainly debate the merits of Ross Wilson a lot. And we have done <laughs> repeatedly on this part. Um, but the idea of having that oversight, the idea of having someone who can sit above the manager, can take more of a long term view, someone who can, I, I guess, work towards a style and a pattern of player purchases and, and bringing members of the squads who fit a system or fit a style of play, or at least provide that balance. That That's kind of what you want to see, I, I think, in terms of the director of football. So for me, I think that would be a good thing to, um, to nail uh, over the next few uh, weeks and months. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a must. You know, I would say it's, we've got to be looking at weeks. You know, Wilson left several months ago. We've not replaced him. Prepare to be shot down by somebody far more knowledgeable than I am. But I'm going to, you know, say that as a manager who's managed prominently in Europe, he will be very, very familiar with the director of football role and probably will not be used to not having one. So, like, you know, we've we've got the guy. Let's get behind him. Let's give him all the tools he can to succeed. And if that means a director of football, get one in. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I, and I agree, I, I, especially on the European point there as well, Tom. You know, um, it, it's, a, it's a model that's very familiar to the, to the continental thing. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't think that's going to be particularly wacky and wild for, um, for him to do. So new managers coming in. He'll be meeting the squads on Monday. So uh, we're obviously recording the Sunday night. But as you listen to this, um, well, Philip's probably sitting down with the players now. Tom, for you then, uh, what what's his main priority with this squad? Uh, what's the thir- first thing he's looking to address when he's uh, sitting down with these boys? He's got to get the forwards firing. To me, you know, the defence, the defence is the defence. You know, I don't think he's going to get much of a different tune out of them. But you know, the, the forwards, Lammers is nowhere near it. Dessers is even worse. So if he can even get one, try, you know, get one player out of one of those two with Danilo to come back, then he'll he'll be doing all right. But to me, that's, that's got to be priority number one. Work, work, work with your centre-forwards, work with your, with your forward line, and just try and get them, just try and get even one of them firing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm inclined to agree, Tom. I think um, it, it's been, frankly, a really damning indictment of our transfer business over the summer that the new signings that we've brought in to, you know, reinvigorate, this um, this forward line have been so, I think, universally quite woeful, to be honest. Um, we're, we're really looking for improvements in that area. I think in terms of the defence, as you say, we are kind of limited in what we've got. We, um, 
we don't really have a lot of flexibility in terms of choices back there. Um, much as we'd like to, um, you know, completely throw out a lot of the defence on occasion this season. Um, ultimately, if you if you aren't going with the established first teamers, then you're you're pretty much at the stage where you're pitching in kids or um, or Sterling, who's um, I think certainly at this stage still quite unproven. So, yeah, yeah uh, at least with the forward line, you do have on paper at least options even if uh, we might not have a, a lot of faith in in some of those options um but options we do have so and and maybe it's a case of a different manager can find something different uh for a player i think one of the uh, legacies that we'll have from michael beale is that for for everything else he at least discovered that there is a player in Ravi matondo even though uh chris still tells us not to fall for it i think we have established <laughs> that there's something in the in the boy band. so let's um, yeah, let's be honest. Matondo could get Player of the Year. I'm not saying he is. I'm definitely not going that far. But he could be Player of the Year when every when every individual trophy in Scotland, you know, players play, writers play, and all that. And Chris would still tell us not to fall for it. Absolutely. He'll <laughs> <laughs> score the league, the Champions League winning goal for us next season, and it will still be. Don't fall for it, lads. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we uh, we obviously go forward then. Uh, first game up is Hibs at home, Tom. I mean, in terms of a test, I think that's um, that's pretty up there. You know, Hibs, despite whatever form they are generally in, usually bad, um, they will always come to Ibrox and they will always give us a, a good game. Um, their manager has certainly been, you know, trying to get things uh, up and working for them. I think that's probably a good measuring stick straight away of, uh, of where we're at. And then after that, we're, we're straight into uh, European football as well with Sparta Prague. So, um, you know, we, we've got some good tests pretty much immediately uh, for the manager to get stuck into. Yeah, I mean, Hibs, Hibs, are, going to, I mean, Hibs are going to look at what Aberdeen did two, week, two weeks ago. I'm trying to blot it on my memory, to be honest. But, you know, they're going to yeah, look at it and just it go... Still hurts. It still hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Hibs, Hibs are going to look at that and go, well, they can do it. We so can we, and that's where we've yeah we've we've got a point we've got a point to prove and the manager's got a point to prove as well, but yeah, we can do it. Yeah, of course. There's the optimism I like to hear, Tom. I, I, oh, I it's it's always there. Never never leaves me too. Never goes. Never leaves me too far. I, I did think this was going to be an interesting pod because I think on balance you and me are probably the two most optimistic members of the pod. So. Um, and we're quite fortunate we don't have Dave and Chris here to <laughs> bring the mood back down immediately. Like, let's wait until the manager's failed before damning him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> would be would be my kind of approach. I guess. Ten, ten past three on Saturday, and it'll be that wouldn't happen. Oh, of course, Oscar. yeah. First time we misplaced a throw-in, um, it's all been ruined. This obviously was the wrong choice getting out, Sharon. Um, Look, I, I think realistically that there's got there's an acceptance I think from the from the fan base. A, a new manager can only do so much with this squad of players. Um, not that I think that will be an excuse. I, I think it's certainly the League Cup and European football after after Christmas is still very much on the must-have uh, agenda. I, I don't think that they're. they're the generosity of the fans will go that far, but I, I think there is a recognition that um, this squad of players, unfortunately, needs some surgery, some heavy-duty surgery on it. And, yeah. um, you know, 
if we don't have a director of football in time, as you say, then um, then yeah, it's going to be on the manager again to to be making those calls in December. And for me, I don't think that that should be what's happening. We've just seen the results of empowering a manager, you know, as, as much as possible, giving him all the tools in the world, um, and then after he's gone, you're kind of stuck picking up the pieces. So the idea of the director of football having that long term planning in place. I think that's um, that's the way to go. But um, we, we don't really have a, a lot else to discuss here, Tom. Uh, obviously, we're, we're recording it as we are. I think probably close to the time we um, we may do a little short one, just um, just previewing the Hibs game, maybe uh, looking at some of the uh, the changes if we've seen any from the training videos. You know, we read massive amounts into just body language <laughs> and stuff, wildly over speculate um, in in terms of uh, in terms of what's uh, what training is looking like under the new managerial shape. Um, and we'll certainly have some more news, I guess, in terms of uh, Clement's backroom staff as well. I, I know that there's uh, a couple of names kicking around in terms of assistant manager, first team coaches, etc. But nothing's been confirmed at this stage. Uh, so I suspect we'll be able to give you some more of that information closer to the time and our thoughts on them. Tom, uh, you know, this is obviously just going to be a little short one, just um, reflecting, I, I guess, on, on our mood, at least uh, over here in the pod about the new manager. But. You know, Saturday at three, Hibs. That's uh, always going to be a good time for a kickoff, mate. So, um, so I'm looking forward to it, seeing yeah. what this new manager can do. It's it's the new regime. I keep wanting to call him Jeremy Clement after after our um, previous, <laughs> after our French midfield off, you know, a good few years ago now. But I'm sure that will go with time. <laughs> Quite possibly, mate. You know, but you know, he's he's a Rangers manager. You can call him whatever you like, as uh, as long as he's winning, right? Uh, yes, um, yeah. Especially exactly. if he stops winning as well, <laughs> um, then you definitely go for it. Yeah. Um, look, it, it wouldn't be one of our pods uh, at the moment without plugging our lovely sponsors, Pi Sports. Um, the, the reason why I feel very good about praising them at the moment is because that's what I had for my dinner tonight, Tom. And it was oh, nice. Um, did haven't quite uh, upgraded to the uh, pie and a roll yet. Uh, situation uh, still uh, a bit of cultural excitement that uh, Chris caught me up on last time and I'm still not entirely on board with it that it's a real thing I'm still fairly convinced that I'm being trolled about that um, even it's, though- a t- it's a taste sensation <laughs> hands down pine roll is a taste sensation get it done all right okay okay I'm gonna need to look into this seriously I've now got the pies so um so yeah there's uh, there's no choice um if you'd like to get some pies of your own try out this uh, cultural cuisine fantastique then uh you can use our code sat at three that's sat at symbol and then the number three on pie sports uh, all the links are in the description below the pods uh we highly encourage you to check them out and use that offer code because uh Pie Sports have been very nice to us. And um, yeah, you also stand the chance of winning a pie of the week as well. If you uh, submit who you think is your biggest pie of the week, get those uh, nominations in and you stand the chance of winning some free pies from uh, from Pie Sports. So we encourage you to do that. Um, yeah. Are we, are we allowed to plug our, our, a pirate for Chris? Chris can be pie of the week after, you know, being after they're going his face after pushing a, a certain other manager. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, Chris will just, you know, be telling us to, well, you know, let's see. We're, we're going to win 3-0 against Hibs and it'll be 
Kevin would have been for though, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm lo- I'm looking forward to that. Honestly, our group chat's just going to be that for the next uh, six months. It's going to be wonderful. I cannot wait. Um, anyway, Tom, as ever, mate, it's uh, also always a pleasure to chat Rangers with you. So uh, so thank you very much for that, mate. Always good. Always and yeah, always always happy to chat Rangers. I've said before, it's like therapy. Yes, absolutely. That's what <laughs> that's what we're here to do. Um, I want to thank our listeners as well. Um, but this is the reason why we do this thing. Um, it's uh, it's always good to, to hear from you guys. Uh, any kind of feedback that you have for us, you can fire over to any of our social medias. We are on, let's see, Twitter, Threads, Instagram, TikTok. We're on YouTube. We're all over the shop. So uh, any feedback there, like, follow, subscribe. We appreciate all of it. We read all of it. You can also reach out to us by emailing contact at saturdayat3.co.uk. Um, we encourage you to do that as well. That's uh, always good. We uh, we love to hear the feedback. Um, any thoughts, ideas you have, any questions you want answered, chuck them in and uh, and we will uh, be more than happy to answer them. Uh, you can listen to the podcast everywhere, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Amazon. Uh, you can listen to them right here on the, on the website uh, on Acast. You can also, uh, you know, any any pod feed that you can think of we can find a way of getting it to you and if you find one that you can't get it on let us know because i'll be fascinated and i'll make it work for you as well because because i'm nice like that um so again tom thank you mate it's been a pleasure uh, to all our lovely listeners thank you as well we will chat to you again just before the hibs game and keep you up to date on everything rangers thanks again for listening and bye for now <laughs>